3: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: Good Morning Football. Our boarding passes are almost ready for us to head to London all next week. Good Morning Football will be live. At the same time, you're not going to miss us, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern, but we will be live local, 12 to 3, in London. We have two different sites that the show is coming from. It kicks off the international series for the NFL. The first set of those games is between the Vikings and the Saints, which you can watch exclusively here on NFL Network on Sunday, October 2nd at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. That's the tea. Hello, everybody. It's Thursday, September 22nd. I am Jamie Erdahl alongside Kyle Brant, Peter Strager, and a Super Bowl champion. J- no, Sean O'Hara is here. <laughs> and our regularly scheduled Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty, will join us in a little bit from Cleveland. He is there calling the game tonight for Westwood One.
3: Very excited for about. London. I
4: know. Do
3: you know Jamie and I are on the same flight out to London? <laughs> yeah. You know she sent me the weirdest text in history <laughs> it was about not it. Weird. I don't. What are you? She she texts me. She says, "Are we on the same flight? Because <clears throat> I just want to know that if we're going to arrive together, we could have our transportation. We don't have to talk or anything." <laughs> And I go, what do you mean we don't have to talk? Okay,
4: okay. What are you talking about? Can I explain about? myself? Yeah. Because some people.
5: That's a who 10 travel, hour journey yeah, together.
4: Who travel internationally. Like, I don't want Kyle to fear that if he sees me in the boarding area, he's like, oh my God, it's 12 hours until we're in London. So I don't need to talk to you. If you want to talk, I'll talk. But it's the point is, life. I have a fear. I have a taken in fear internationally. Like, I would like to ride in the car with you into <laughs> London. I'll <be> with you. <laughs> so, like. Please, no one's getting through me. Keep, exactly. I would just keep me safe, but you don't have to talk to me. Jamie, no we can
3: chit chat a little bit. Yeah, it's and not,
4: then I'm all very we can talk yeah, it's like, cool
3: we can God. talk a little bit Jamie <laughs> it's just, oh,
5: I, I was uh, we're friends
4: what are you talking <laughs> about you know, Peter, we don't need
3: like, to speak travel, when I see you it's Just
5: travel faux pas of the person yes. you're on the same flight with from work that talks to you for 11 hours she's just saying don't feel pressured I'm good and Well, now I actually do feel pressure. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. I, I, I not like I asked us to have
4: seats next to each other, which that was my next question. You I believe this not weather nervous. we're having in London, Jamie? You know what? You said your fear was of texting because people just exposed your texts. Now I understand. You just did it to me. Hey, yeah. okay, let's get did you to you our seats? We can no, talk. we did. We let's, talk. let's have seats next. <laughs> Seat buddies. Uh, let's get to with our NFL Network insider, Tom Pelissero. Uh, he's in Cleveland. He is uh, guarding over uh, the Elf, which is in the middle of the Brownie and Brownie the Elf. Be you. nice
5: to Brownie. They're going to get a win tonight with yes, Brownie. They yes, went well last week yeah.
4: with yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's guarding you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, Tom, you're there. You were in Buffalo. Now you're in Cleveland. You are all over the place, but please set the stage for tonight's game between the Steelers and the Browns.
2: Well, Jamie, it's really cooled off here in Cleveland. Temperature's going to be around 60 degrees at kickoff with a lot of wind, 20 to 30 miles per hour, which could make things as interesting as usual in here in the kicking game. Rookie Cade York, the hero from week one, got his first taste of it during Sunday's collapse against the Jets, missing an extra point that allowed New York to take the lead when they scored a couple of late touchdowns. I spoke to York. He said he's still not 100% certain what happened on the kick. Started out dead down the middle, ended up to the right. He said it's the strongest wind he's ever kicked with, but doesn't think that's what it was, so he's treating it like a ghost and just kind of moving on. A lot of other issues late in that game for the Browns, including continued issues in the defensive secondary with breakdowns and guys playing different coverages, including the one that turned loose Corey Davis for a long touchdown. Linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. told me they did talk about it among the players this week. It really boils down to communication, making sure that everybody is on the same page in those big moments. They'll go up against a Steelers offense tonight that hasn't gotten Najee Harris going, has not gotten the downfield passing game going. Though Mitch Trubisky says he does think there are more opportunities to push the ball early in the game game particularly to their rookie george pickens jamie run up to you.
4: <laughs> all right tom that's fantastic thank you for all of your excellent coverage i'm sure we'll hear from you a plenty on nfl network leading up to this game it's time now for throwdown thursday as we start with tonight's thursday night football matchup between the Steelers and the Browns on Prime Video. It's also available on NFL+. Plus. If you don't have it, you can get seven-day free trial right now if you go on NFL and download the app. The Plus is right there waiting for you. Let's focus on the running backs, though. Who will play a bigger role tonight, Najee Harris or Nick Chubb? Kyle Gun-
3: Nick Chubb. Nick mm. Chubb. I think the reason to go away from Chubb in this question is because Peter Hunt's always played a role. But Najee has had a mysterious beginning to the season. Let's just say this. There's this um, sort of strange injury report that everyone says is not a big deal. He hasn't had a lot of carries, kind of relatively for him. He's under three yards a carry, and yet... He still looks explosive. He won angry runs this week for the third time in about 18 career games played. Now, I just want to put this out there. We don't have photographic evidence yet of him receiving the scepter, and if you mess with the angry runs karma, it tends to mess with you. That was the play. So I'm a little concerned, and if anyone in Pittsburgh took a photograph of Najee, I would text it to us now by the end of the segment. Um, Nick Chubb right now is still a top five guy in the league. Najee Harris is finding his way, and I'm still not convinced he's 100% healthy. So I'm going to go with Nick Chubb until Najee proves it wrong.
4: Uh, I said this earlier in the show. The Steelers need an identity offensively, and the quarterback's not giving it to us. I think the change is coming at some point this season at the quarterback position for the Steelers, so you can't rely on that guy under center. It has to be somebody else. It's not going to be a wide receiver because who's the quarterback? It has to be Najee Harris. So the time is now. He's got to become the guy, injury or not. We need clarity in order for this offense to move forward and find itself a direction, and Najee Harris is the direction.
5: Yeah, I I think that both running backs are going to play huge roles, and you mentioned Kareem Hunt. To. I you know, I was pretty critical of Nick Chubb on Monday saying you've gotta be, you know, game awareness. And if you just take a knee with 90 seconds left, yeah. past the two-minute warning with no timeouts left, you could just bleed the clock out. And then Chubb goes up on the podium and like two days later takes the blame and is like, I should have known better. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not my point. You're a running back, go run through the through through a brick wall. Your coaches have to be the ones to be like, hey, in this situation, maybe slide or don't or don't have that play. Whatever it is, there were 30 other things that could have happened in that game. Nick Chubb, you did nothing wrong. Yes, awareness matters. Just do a lot right tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, you had a great game last week. You did everything you possibly could. The end of the game stuff, that was crazy stuff. Tonight, I think Nick Chubb is going to be the dude. And I think he's going to have a huge one. Running all over, what is it? Brownie the elf.
3: Brownie the elf, yeah.
5: And then all over the end zone. I think tonight's a Nick Chubb night. You think and you got you got Cleveland tonight? The more we're talking about it, I like Cleveland. I think last week's game was such a stench of a loss that like you can't go on this season with two straight in five yeah, days like yeah. that. Uh-huh. I feel like they write the ship. As much as Tomlin completely owns this franchise, right. and he does, that was with Rothelsberger. I need to see Trubisky have a big game, and I think this one's gonna be one on the legs of this guy.
6: Triggs, I'm with you, and I think we see Nick Chubb jump into the dog pound. I see him. We, we, he's going to get in the end zone. Look, I know it always feels like Kareem Hunt comes into the game every time they get down in the red zone and Nick Chubb doesn't get to score. Uh, but, look, Nick Chubb, he, he's always shared a backfield, right? When he was in college, he shared it with Sony Michel. I think it makes him better. It keeps him fresh. Yeah. And I think there's something, too, like, hey, i got this guy behind me that's pretty damn good, too. So every time I get the ball, I, I've got I've to show up. So I like Nick Chubb in this situation over Najee Harris mm. for another reason. The Browns' O line is better. And, and that's one of the reasons why Najee Harris has, has been struggling already in these first couple of weeks. The Steelers' O-line is, is a little bit shaky. They're, they're trying to figure things out on the interior. The Browns have the two best guards in the league right now. So mm-hmm. I think Chubb, I think he's going to have a big night. Um, I could see him going for 200 yards by himself in this game because you know, no T.J. Watt for the Steelers right now. I think yep. that defense is a little bit reeling, trying to Agreed. figure out who are they without him. Um, I, if I'm Stefanski, I'm going to let it ride on a
7: short week. Give me Chubb.
4: Jason, what you got in Cleveland? Hmm. Uh-
7: I love that Sean's here because he always does a great job of propping up those big guys up front, the offensive line. Because if he doesn't do it, I would never talk about any offensive line. And oh. so I love that my guy <laughs> Sean is always making those guys up. Guys Got to give the big guys love. I'm 100% going with Nick Chubb on this one. It's an easy one. The Pittsburgh defense has given up over 120 rushing yards in both weeks since the season started. So this is something that they've already done, and we've seen a heavy dose of Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And on top of that, Najee Harris only has one run over 10 yards this season. I'm right along mm-hmm. with Kyle. They say he's healthy, but it hasn't looked the same. I know he did hurdle uh, the other McCourty last week. That was not yep. me. Same last name, different first name. That guy's not as good looking. But we won't go back into that. So for me, 100%, Nick Chubb has a big day today, and he's gonna go. He's gonna go crazy tonight.
4: Well, that other McCordy has his hands full this weekend with Lamar Jackson, so he has enough stress on his plate. Uh, Jason, you're not just in a box down the hallway. You're in Cleveland. You're calling the game on the radio tonight for Mm -hmm. people that don't know that you're in Cleveland. Uh, On Sunday, though, let's focus on an NFC West showdown between the Rams and the Cardinals. And we focus on two of our favorite head coaches in the league. Hmm. Our throwdown is who has more swag, Sean McVay or Cliff Kingsbury? I'm talking... Swag. Okay. Um, I guess go first. I'm going to go Cliff Kingsbury. And, I, you know, this was a toss-up for me leading into this one. Um, but, but one line in particular from Cliff Kingsbury's post-game press conference after the come-from-behind win in Las Vegas last weekend really teed it up for me. Let's take a listen if we have it.
8: Well, some of those coaches, usually I, I've just lost and I'm super hungover on Sundays in Vegas. So this was a good, a good change-up. Yeah.
4: Just lost, and I'm super hungover in Vegas, right? Like, that's a humble swag, not a humble Humble brag. That's humble humble swag swag right there for me. Like, I just beat him. Usually it's not how it goes for me in Vegas. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, Mm -hmm. got this. Cliff for me.
5: There's two different types of Vegas guys, too. There's the bottle service, let's go, let's go, and then there's the guy chilling in the background who's just going to watch. McVay is that, like, yeah. let's go. He's the up, 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 let's go, let's go guy. And you saw it at the Super Bowl parade. That sure. swag that he's a champion and he can hang with the players and Aaron Donald's got his shirt off and he and McVay are going nuts and everyone's talking like, but Cliff is cool. Cliff is cool. Mm-hmm. Cliff is in the back. He's watching. He's observing everything. I think you're talking swag. I think even Sean would say Cliff's got some swag to him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Cliff Kingsbury also. Surprised. I think he's quieter. He's not as up and up like this, but... He's got. He's monitoring the room, and I uh-huh. think Cliff Kingsbury might be the more, more swaggier. More well
4: swaggier. I think he does. Mm. Look at that. This is, uh, That's this is a tough throwdown right yeah. here. Is that is right. what they
6: call it? Yeah. I mean, are these well, not Sean? two of the coolest coaches in the league right now? Uh, I mean, so you mentioned all right, you, you've got McVeigh over there with the fist bumps. Cliff right there with the visual. I feel like if you Google Cliff Kingsbury right now, it looks like a GQ cover shoot. Like all the photos, like it's him in practice and he still looks like he's on the cover of GQ. It's him, you know, after working out, it's still just everything he does just looks smooth. So I'll go with Cliff on this one. Uh, The shot of him at at the draft was was awesome. Mm. Uh, But give me the beard too. We got yeah. a guy that's rocking a beard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if McVeigh can rock that same kind of girth, that same mm-hmm. kind of. I think if McVeigh got it, it would be a little bit more Amish-like, a little bit, a little bit thinner oh. down there. I don't know if McVeigh can pull that
3: off. Who's on car?
4: Cliff? We're, we're three for three on Cliff right now. If that was you
3: know that they're all friends, of course. And I actually heard that uh, McVeigh texted Cliff and said, "Before the game, it's okay. You can talk to me. Like, just come by. And <laughs> it's fine. It's cool. You can talk. Just you're like Jamie to. and I, you're allowed. It's out. okay. We don't have to pretend like we don't Awkward. know each other. We don't have to it's hug. Just, you know, just four friends at a table talking football." You're so weird. I can't wait You're to talk so to you. Weird. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> now I'm not going to... Uh, this is a This is why you tune in to see me, Peter, and Sean yeah, O'Hara yeah. talk about swag yeah. and Jamie, rip. too. Yeah. Well, Jamie can pull it off, better than the three of us dorks. Um, uh, Cliff has got all kinds of things going for him. <laughs> Sean McVeigh has a super ring. Yeah. Um, give me the picture of Sean McVeigh's ultimate swag, though. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if Klitsch got... There we go. Yeah. That's what, That's You know what the ultimate swag is? The love. Ultimate. Love. <laughs> true love. That's him at the Critics' Choice Awards. Sean, what were you Thanks doing there? To be there. Uh, you, you can't say no to the Critics' Choice Awards. <laughs> Veronica wanted to go. and he, we, we did a lot of events. We certainly celebrated. Uh, we, we love the McVeigh family. He, he is married. He is in love. We love All They Stay. For and you can bring out any Gucci shoes or any spearmint rhinos, anything you want, anything you want. <laughs> Love. I didn't say that. Is the ultimate swag, and I respect the McVeigh family. Critics' Choice, or otherwise. Shout out with, to the rhino. That's yeah. right. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> oh. I think they're at the Kids' Choice, the Teen Choice. Uh, you know who knows? SAG Awards. SAG Awards. The, the AVN's. Off. All of them. Like they were just. They were just. They. Any awards show, they were there. That's it.
4: Nickelodeon.
3: Jason. Nick at Night Awards. We'll Jason, follow that. Jason. Yeah. What do you got? Swag is love. That sounds like a
7: Hallmark card or something. Peter, are you are you a, a, a table bottle service guy when
5: you're when you're in Vegas? I am. I am not the guy signing the check, but I'm the guy. Who's the
4: let's go. Let's go.
9: Let's game. do that's another why,
4: that's one. That's why he hangs out with McVeigh. Like,
5: yeah, let's do another. Right. That's why I hang with Sean and Cliff. I, 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 let them handle that. that.
7: <laughs> I love that. For teams me, teams. this is obviously this is obviously Cliff Kingsbury. bring up bring up that photo and that tweet of him 2020 draft and the swag he's just hanging out look at that right there feet on the table. Look at the views. That is the biggest flex you can possibly have. Head coach, yes, I'm making money. I'm coaching Kyler Murray, and I'm chilling in my living room with my feet up, and I am doing the draft right here, and you wish that you could be here. That is swag on 1,000. And yes, Kyle, you're right. I'm the one at... the table in a sense that has the biggest opinion I'm the one I have the mm-hmm. swag I bring the swag to the show so I would be the it's one so to uh, get this it's answer true. correct so I try
4: you would also be a loafer with no socks Jason and you can pull it off too and that's 100% what also well,
7: you have yes to. here's you the thing with Cliff you too pull and that off picture the white socks with the loafers you cannot, you cannot, More is yeah. that
4: that picture of him from the draft is, like, he didn't pose for that. Some people, like, have to create, invent swag, if you will, and be like, wait, wait, let me pose cool. This is how he lives. This is how he just sits around his house.
3: Do you leave the fire on him, like, at all times?
4: Absolutely Super you do, because that's what swaggy swag. people do. I think
3: he looks lonely in that picture. Yeah. I, I think he's all no, by
4: himself.
5: <laughs> Meanwhile, if Kyler doesn't time. save his butt, he's probably, uh, you know, in the hot yeah. seat right now. So right. let's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Kyler's,
2: Kyler's in taking bottles. the picture.
1: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
8: We're gonna ride with who we came with. You get a chance to get out there and make an impact. You make it. Go, What? go, The ball is picked up
10: by Richard Sherman in the back of the end by Sherman coming on the
6: corner. I can and it's gonna be picked off. Richard Sherman's got it. Let's by Greenlaw on a quick throw. Intercepted by Richard Sherman. Jeff's
10: got to get rid of it. The ball is picked up! It's Richard Sherman! He's gonna go down the fourth timeline! Are you kidding me? Nobody's gonna to touch him! Ten, five! Touchdown! Seahawks! <laughs>
3: This is really cool. He is here. He is a Super Bowl champion, and I-, I think one of the most fascinating athletes of this era. He is now an NFL analyst for Prime Video's Thursday Night Football crew. Guys, making his Good Morning Football debut. Richard Sherman, what's yeah, up, yeah. Richard? Welcome.
8: Up? Good morning. I appreciate you guys having me, man. It's an honor.
3: Thrilled to have you. We really are, and you will be at First Energy Stadium tonight, Richard. You're a hard-working man. Now uh, to cover Week Three kickoff game between the Steelers and the Browns, a division game in prime time. You have always had such a unique perspective on the game and life and the world. What are you looking at tonight? What are you focusing on in this game throughout the night?
8: Well, I'm focusing on the Brown secondary. You know, that's that's a big point of contention. Um, they got to pull it together. You know, they're 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 having they've had some rough days. Uh, and it's not even talent. That's the thing. You know, some, some guys just get beat. Some guys just aren't talented enough. You're like, oh, man, they just getting outplayed. But they have such a talented secondary. It's bust. It's mental errors that are damning them right now. And um, I'm looking for them to clean that up and, and have a great game. Obviously, Chubb and Hunt and that run game. Um, but, you know, Tomlin's going to have a plan. And I think, I think you got to go away from Chubitsky at some point and, and go to uh, Kenny Pickett and let it fly.
4: Richard, you saw the crews come in and call all of the games throughout your storied career. You must have had a thought as to what it was going to be like to be a part of the broadcast crew. You're heading into your third week with this Thursday night prime time prime video crew. You must have had an expectation. What has been the biggest difference that you thought being on TV once a week was going to be like a challenge, an enjoyment, anything like that?
8: Um, well it's been fun. It's been more fun than I thought it would be, honestly. I mean, you know, you you you, you try not to make it personal with anybody, you try to try to keep it professional, you try to just stick to the points and stick to teaching, um, and, and, and informing, but it's fast. It's really fast. You know, it's fast. You got to get your opinion in and out of there as you guys know, as quickly as you can. Um, sometimes you got 10 seconds, sometimes you got 15 seconds. Um, and you got to try to be concise and simplistic. And that's the challenge for me is trying to make it as simple as possible. Complicated things aren't always easy to make simple.
5: And you've got the added challenge. You guys are outdoors with a crowd going wild, and you got the producer in your ear, and Carissa might be talking to Fitzy. It's awesome watching you guys out there. You're doing awesome with it. Uh, I also have really been enjoying your podcast. You're doing a great job, and I know you had KJ Wright on this week. And you guys were talking about Russell Wilson and maybe emptying the bag a little bit more than what's been said in the last couple of days. you played with him for so long in Seattle. In your eyes... Why do you think he has been struggling and why are the Broncos offensive guys kind of not getting going just yet?
8: Because it's an acquired taste. You know, it's something that you got to get used to. I figured they would, would struggle initially because of this style of play. Is not is it just plug and play in that way? You know, you got to the offensive line has to get used to the way he moves in the pocket. And right now he's trying to sit in the pocket and trying to be the guy. But it's 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 forcing him to be something that he's not been over the last couple years. So it's like he has to get back to being himself. You know, he doesn't have to play like anybody else. He plays like Russell Wilson and he'll have the success that he's had. But the offensive line also has to get used to that. They have to get used to where he is going to be in the pocket. He's going to scramble around. He's going to move around. You have to create time. You have to continue to block your man. Receivers have to get used to it. They have to be able to adjust on the fly for, for the second play and the broken play. And that takes a second to get used to. He's done it with Lockett and uh, DK for years. He did it with Doug Baldwin and Curse and and all those guys for years. So it takes a second to get used to. They're only in week three, so um, I would think by the by, you know, mid season he'd get back to what he's doing and the receivers get back to to figuring out his play style. And it'll be a lot different,
3: Richard. You don't have to look hard. You can look uh, on the Richard Sherman podcast. You can look all over Twitter rather. At a variety of former Seahawks from your era, there seems to be a palpable resentment of Rust and how things were handled in Seattle. Where does that come from?
8: Well, it's not really resentment. It's just it, you know, it's just the, the facts of the situation and how it went down. You know, it's it, it is what it is at this point. You know, it, it's more guys frustrated over an opportunity um, to, to to get something accomplished that didn't get accomplished, uh, but. At the end of the day, you know, he's a he's a good guy. He does, you know, a lot for the community. Um, Guys are just speaking their piece, you know, at the end of the day. And that's that's what it is.
6: Well, since we're on the quarterback topic, uh, Sherm, let's talk about another quarterback that I know you're keeping an eye on, Jimmy Garoppolo, somebody you know really well. Uh, You you spend a lot of time with him. You know him in and out. And I'm sure you've got your calendar circled. Look, as players, we don't ever look ahead of schedule, but I'm sure you've got Week 15 circled. The 49ers play at Seattle Thursday night. You're going to be there. I'm curious, talk to us about Jimmy G. What's he like as a quarterback? And as a corner, would you rather play against Jimmy G – a veteran mm. or a young buck in Trey Lance.
8: Well, I, I, you'd obviously want to play against Rook. You know, you, you you'd have you know he has more to learn. You know, your old tricks can work on a Rook. They're not going to work on a vet usually. You know, at times you can get them, but uh, a lot of times they know what they're looking at. So you can't just show them something and say, hey, you know, I'm going to dangle this dangle this carrot out there and and you're going to bite. Uh, for Rook, he may not recognize what you're trying to do until it's too late. And a lot of times you can get them. You know, until they learn. And so you'd always rather face the Rook. But um, I think the 49ers are in good hands. They they were in good hands with Trey. They're in good hands with Jimmy. Um, obviously, they know he's a proven commodity. They know what they're going to get. And I really like what Kyle was doing last game. So as he came in, they took shots. You know, there was there's so much um, talk about how, how Jimmy G doesn't push the ball down the field. And first or second play in the game, he pushed the ball down the field. You know, it wasn't a completion. Um but it just showed the aggression and the trust and the change in philosophy uh that Kyle is gonna gonna institute even with Jimmy G in the game
7: man it's so incredible to me back some months ago in April me and Sherman were in LA we're at the broadcast boot camp where interviewing each other we're talking about my mom mama mac we're talking about the legion of boom now here we are on good morning football i'm getting ready to call the game for the radio sherm's going to be on tv i don't know if that means i have more a radio face and more a tv face but <laughs> Sherm, how does it feel kind of going from where we were in april talking about we didn't know if we'd be playing what it was going to be to now you're on amazon prime and you're doing the pregame, halftime postgame show what has that feeling been like in the transition
8: Man, it's been incredible. It happened fast, man. Like you said, we were just sitting there interviewing each other trying to figure out if we could even fit in this industry. And here we are. You know, you're on Good Morning Football. We're on radio. You're on radio. Um, I'm I'm doing Thursday night football. It's incredible. And I think it's just a testament to to how prepared we were, you know, and how good we must have looked in that boot camp (laughs) for them to trust that we'd be ready so soon. Uh, But you better be careful. You better be careful in that Browns facility. They might not let you out the door. (laughs)
7: that that is so true you said prepare and you said brown's facility you talked about the secondary what have you seen in kind of the collapse they gave up the long touchdown to Corey davis they gave up one to robbie anderson what are you seeing from that secondary because like you said there's a ton of talent back there for this team
8: well it's just it's just mental errors you see it it's just mental errors it's not physical it's not um it's not talent it's mental you you got to be on the same page 11 guys have to be on the same page if guys see it as a two by two then everybody see, has to see it as a two by two especially when you have an adjustment off of it if you're going to play six versus this or three versus something else then you guys all have to see it the same or it's going to be a bust and that's what's been happening they're not communicating they're not communicating um, verbally they're not communicating physically uh and that's what you got to see more of they've had a players only meeting so hopefully that's getting fixed on oh, the box
5: Sure. we also have a big game this weekend, and your former teammate Tom Brady going up against A-Rod Aaron Rodgers. Uh, crazy offseason for Brady, and I say that with, with a serious tone, knowing that it's stuff with the personal, professional, everything. Do you think this Bucks team, with all these injuries and, and Evans suspended, do you think this team can still do what they want to do and go the whole way with Brady at quarterback after what's already happened in a turbulent season so far?
8: No question. They're built for it. Brady's built for it. If anybody mm-hmm. in the history of the game is built for it, it's Tom. And this team is veteran. They're ready to to, to get in where they fit in. And I think they have the person that that's why they got all these bets. You know, they didn't get them for week one, week two, week three. They got them for postseason. They got them to make a run in the postseason and be very dangerous in the postseason and, and weather that storm. So I don't think there's any any anything to be worried about um, in Tampa. I think this is going to be a dog fight, but it's not the dog fight that it once was. And, and even when it was that dog fight, Tampa was able to come away with it. Uh, but Aaron isn't going to go quietly into the night.
4: Yeah, one of the games we saw over the weekend, which we kind of hope Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is, were firework worthy, but what we saw was from Lamar Jackson and Tua Tungabailoa. Mm. There's been a lot of heat on Tua over the past couple of seasons. What do you think clicked for him this offseason? Is it his development, or do you think it's the arrival of Tyreek Hill and everybody else has elevated
8: I think it's a combination of both. I think it has to be his development, but I think it's Mike McDaniel's um, bringing in that offense. Mike McDaniel's is a wizard, just like Kyle is. You know, they're from the same magical tree, um, and I think that has made a difference from him for him. And then Tyreek makes a huge difference for any quarterback. Uh, I think Ty, you know, Tua's just launching, you know, launching the ball up there at times, launching it as far as he can, and you have a receiver who can go get it no matter where it is. And that's been really cool to see. It's been, you know, that fourth quarter. I mean, that that could be a fork in the road for his career. You know, that can be the the moment the, the light bulb went on. And you could be talking about, man, when did he become such a great quarterback? And when did everything change? And it could be that fourth quarter uh, of that Ravens game where he threw four touchdowns and came back from down 21. Uh, that could be a turning point for that entire Dolphins organization if it looks like that every week.
3: Richard, we got to tell you, it's so cool that you are still so new to this and already so good at it. But it is not surprising in any way, and Amazon is in very good hands. Meanwhile, the NFL has started a new initiative called the Tuesday Night Gaming Initiative. started last week, will continue throughout the season. Tell us what this is all about and on what players are involved.
8: Well, it's been great. It's, it's, it, it, there are so many players um, involved. Each week it's, it's three, six new players. Um, but RG3 has already been in it. Uh, I'm going to play in it. Uh, you should expect Austin Eckler. It'll be a ton of NFL guys. It'll be people in the gaming space, the superstars in the gaming space. And the NFL was really interested, um, in breaking into the gaming space and they didn't know how to do it. So they approached the the company Enthusiast, my friends at enthusiast gaming, and they came together with a plan to, to, to bring this tournament together each week, every Tuesday night, players are players, gamers, um, lifestyle, uh, it's, 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 been, it's been really cool. You know, the first two weeks have been, have been great, and I think it's going to continue to grow. And as guys find, you know, because in the NFL, it's so, it's so hard to get guys in teams. You know, guys want to be locked in. Uh, right. But they're finding time to do this. They're finding time to get involved. It's a tournament. They'll have an all-star game. They'll have a championship. Um, it's really competitive.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
1: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
9: Hey guys, it's me, Adam Rank. You never know quite what you're going to get. To ads or not to at? I hear you fancy yourself a fantasy enthusiast. Ready to get your lineup pumped up? Yeah, they'll, they'll crush it for you. Trust me.
3: What, what? Good luck to you. Don't at me. Make sure
9: he is in your lineup.
3: That is the Tour de Force known as Adam Rank. And we're a big uh, Tom Bergeron house around here. Absolutely love Tom Bergeron. You know Dancing with the Stars. No, no, no. This is different. Look at Rank with the chrome dome and the beautiful shirt. Uh... This is all about fantasy football, guys. To coach us up ahead of our week three, it is the instructor for the morning for the four of us, Instructor Adam Rankin. Wow, look at the party scene. What's up, Instructor? What's up, baby? Yeah, we're ready to just cha-cha-cha
9: into week three starting lineups.
3: (laughs) Oh, commitment. Thy name is Rankin. We love it. Uh, Right off the bat, let's get this thing started with a couple good steps to start the dance. Give us a quarterback... Who should be dancing in our money lineups cookies. this week? Who should we got? I'm doing Dante oh. right birthday. Go ahead. Oh, you got it, Kyle. On, yeah,
9: listen, here's who we're going to go with. Oh, Matthew <laughs> Stafford. <laughs> oh, the best dancing duo with him and Cooper Cup danced, waltzed all the way to a Super Bowl title. Last year, oh, dig it, baby. And this week, they've got a great matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, these two quarterbacks going against Kyler Murray last year averaged close to 60 points per game. So if you're looking a little down, daddy-o, get Matthew Stafford into that lineup.
4: Look at Jason McCourty doing the... The cha-cha-cha behind you. That's a fantastic yeah. stance. Oh, and there I am with the Lombardi. Nice. They got the trophy. You got the Lombardi. I have the Lombardi. Um, next to the leg. bam So, profe- t- t- what are you? Instructor <laughs> rank this week. Yes. Um, which running back would have fantasy owners doing the cha-cha-cha?
9: Oh, let's go with James Robinson. Yeah. Last year, you would have thought... When he went down with an Achilles injury, not only was his dancing career over, but this guy was not going to be able to run the football. Now, all of a sudden, we forgot all about Travis Etienne. Last week, James Robinson had twenty-eight carries. Twenty-eight carries. That means he is the number one running back. And this week, as he's playing in SoFi waving Stadium, running. as he takes that dance floor, it's not going to be easy. But we love the volume of touches. Waving and it, you know it, what? Money. You can't win the title waving if you're, you're not out on the dance floor.
3: Get your
5: hands in the air, wave like <laughs> waving uh, like you just don't care. Waving like you just don't care. Rank, you're fantastic. I feel like I'm, I'm in Saturday. Back at Hoover you, daddy-o. Right mm-hmm. love it. Let's do it. Let's put the Bee Gees. Uh, Give us a wide receiver for fantasy owners. Who you got waltzing into the win column this week?
9: Well, you know what? This is going to be a little bit of a shock because over the last couple of games, he slowed down. But DK Metcalf, who you probably drafted super high in your leagues, he's been a little bit of a disappointment. This is the week to play him. He's going up against the Atlanta Falcons, one of the best dance partners you can have out there. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. And the Falcons have allowed a league high five touchdown passes to wide receivers this season. So again, you want to get out there? You want to get into the groove? You want to see Gino out there making some news?
6: Well, DK Metcalf's the guy. Oh, Cookies. Adam, I love it, man. Cookies. The, the four is meant for dancing. You can tell by the lights. I love how you yes. never give us a little bit, you give us the whole thing. The All whole right, listen, thing, Sean. You know, the we've lights been go. doing this hey, for I'm, years. Absolutely. We, we want like the whole thing to boodle. Eventually, though, the lights got to go out, right? And look, just like on Dancing with the Stars, somebody always gets voted off. Give us a player you're eliminating from your roster in week three. Oh, yeah.
9: We love Tua Tungabayaloa. He is a great player, but we don't like the matchup this weekend. You know, sometimes you're still there, Sean, a little late in the club. You know this. The lights go on. You're like, oh, I've been talking to you the whole night. But listen, that's okay. Tua looked great. In Baltimore, but this week he's got the Buffalo Bills, who have not allowed a lot of production to opposing quarterbacks this season. They've been shutting everybody down. They are a Super Bowl contender for a weekend. So if you're sitting there, you're sliding up, you see two atunga over there, then you gotta just back away real smooth. Real smooth like, and then go find yourself another quarterback. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Get your
4: hands in the air, waving like you just don't care. So um Adam Let's recap your picks uh, for this week. Run through them for us here, buddy.
9: Well, we love Matthew Stafford going up against the Arizona Cardinals in what should be a high-scoring game. We love the volume play of James Robinson. And, of course, D.K. Metcalf, a little bit slow start to the season, but we're going to get him going and fired up into our lineups. And, hey, for all of you that rushed out to the waiver wire to pick up Tua Tungavailoa, that's
3: cool. Just leave him on the bench right now leave him on the bench right now. I want to challenge you instructor. Can you do a moonwalk right out of frame and do the perfect no, walk off okay. as we end this incredible segment? <laughs> I think goes. he's in a chair. He goes. He goes. He goes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Myers so oh. an expert. Oh, right. well done. <laughs> that's rank. He is ranked number 1 in all fantasy segments. That's why he's the
0: best. We love him. Yep. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring